This is the At 530 on Main podcast. I'm Sean Collins. And I'm Mike Davis. And we're here to discuss the convergence of digital and physical experiences in today's world. With Extend Group as an expert in designing online experiences and VPS Architecture, an expert on creating physical experiences, you will hear unique discussions on technology, theory, and more that merges our separate areas of expertise into one podcast experience. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy today's At 530 on Main podcast episode. Welcome to the At 530 on Main podcast here at the Extension Studio here at 530 Main Street, Evansville, Indiana. At 530 on Main brought to you by VPS Architecture Extend Group. Talk about the word experiences, VPS being an architecture firm, Extend Group being an experiences firm uh, in marketing communications, leadership uh, consulting. Um, We are fortunate enough today to have two wonderful community uh, advocates in the Extension Studio. We have Ryan Berger, who is the president of the Hot Stove League. He is the um, newly president, right? Newly elected uh, president of the Hot Stove League here in Evansville, Indiana, supports the region. I'll have him talk a little bit about the Hot Stove League. Ryan is a senior fair and responsible banking advisor at Old National Bank as well. He's a board member and scholarship chair of the Kyle Parker Memorial Scholarship. You need to check out that uh, golf scramble, by the way. And he's a 2003 graduate of the University of Southern Indiana. He's married to Aaron. They have two children. One goes to Good Shepherd. One goes to Memorial. Know him well. Great neighbors. Uh, great neighbors to have. Company we keep, right? That's right. <laughs> so, uh, and to my right, for those who are in uh, the audio podcast world, you won't be able to see that, but on the video you will. My right, uh, we have the honor of having Coach Tracy Archuleta from uh, USI. He's the head coach of their baseball program out there. He's led the Screaming Eagles to two NCAA Division II National Championship. Go Screagles! And that was in his 15-year time period there. To date, uh, he has been recognized as the Division II ABCA National Coach of the Year twice, 2010 and 14. ABCA Midwest Region Coach of the Year five times. GLVC Head Coach of the Year twice. And that's all since he took over the program in 2007. He's the winningest coach in the history of the program with Right now, on it said 506 victories in 15 years. Is that correct? That's nah, probably pretty close. More, more people talk about my losses, though. They talk oh, about no, no, no. Than a win, so, yeah. but hey, I appreciate that. Hey, is, is, is that half full or half <laughs> empty right there? That glass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, thank, thank you for both for being here to come in today. And I mean, I want to have you back to talk about Hot Stove League. Or I, want, I mean, obviously, we're here today to talk about the Hot Stove League. I want to have you back someday to talk about USI baseball. Ryan, I mean, there's all kinds of things that we, you know. Nobody wants to talk about fair and responsible banking. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. (laughs) And we want to also talk about that uh, Kyle Parker Memorial uh, Fund. But guess what? Today, uh, this is one of my favorite times of year. We're getting ready to go into January. And uh, there's there's an awesome community event that helps the youth, which one of my big passions and it's all built around sports another passion and we get to see like history in our region it just all kind of floods in here 
why don't you tell us a little yeah. bit about the Hot Stove League and the Night of Memories. We, First, like, give us a little bit about Hot Stove League. Tri-State Hot Stove League has uh, been in operation for over 20 years now. Um, as the Night of Memories, I'm sorry, as the Tri-State Hot Stove League. Prior to that, it was the Friends of Bossy Field. It was originally started by a lot of our local high school and college coaches, uh, just raising money for uh, the, their programs. You know, the amount of money needed for each one of those programs is astronomical when you think about, you know, not only uniforms and, and field maintenance, but overall the needs of the program. Uh, and that's how it really started. And it's, it's blossomed into what it is today. Uh, the Night of Memories being our main fundraiser. And today we are still able to help those high school programs, the, the local colleges and universities, but then also looking back to all of our youth sports programs and giving back to those, you know, starting from the from the beginning of, of a young child's career in sports. So it's, it's a great opportunity for the citizens of Evansville to come together and, and raise money for youth sports. And that's truly what we are all about. Yeah. I tell you what, uh, I came here in 2007, as you said, and the uh, Tri-State Hot Stove is just a, it's an amazing experience for all of the coaches to get together. It's another experience just to be able to learn about what everybody's goals are in the community. And so then everybody starts getting together, and then all of a sudden it starts to become not just one goal, but a community goals. And that's what, you know, Tri-State's really been able to develop is a community-based goals of what what we want for our youth. And uh, we have people coming in all the time. And, you know, the Night of Memories is just a, is a good experience just for a, a sports fan. Yeah. Mike, you're a part of it, right? Yeah. But not only the uh, experience of the membership that helped put it on, but some volunteers that uh, come from the local programs as well to pitch in, especially on the night of. So raffle tickets and what else? Uh, well, there's raffle tickets. Yeah. Of course, we have half pot going on during the, uh, during the night. I mean, uh, there's, uh, of course, uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. Of, of well, I mean, even, yeah. even like the autograph ticket sales there and general yeah. admission ticket sales, all the way down to our food and, and beverage vendors. You know, everybody that's there that night is there volunteering their time, all for the benefit of our youth. And I think that's a great thing to see for this community. You know, there's just so many people coming together to see this amazing program uh, each January, like you said. And having the amazing honorable guests that we've had in the past, the Aussie Smiths, of course, we've been lucky enough to have Don Mattingly on numerous occasions and the support of Bob Greasy throughout the years. Yeah. It's just really great to see and, and, and quite honestly an experience, like we've talked about, mm -hmm. an experience for any sports fan in the Evansville area. And a big experience that's going to change that you might want to mention, anybody listening, <laughs> is location. That's right. That's right. We have been out at the 4-H Center again for over 20 years. Nothing against 4-H Center. It's been it's been a great establishment for us to, to run our program, but we were presented with an opportunity to make a move to the University of Evansville, more specifically Carson Center and the Meeks Family Fieldhouse. And not only are we going to be able to double our size uh, for our location, but just the advantages as far as audiovisual uh, for all of our uh, guests and and all of our honored guests as well. It's just going to be a really nice facility to run this program through. And also for uh, for everybody coming. I think it's just going to be a better experience for them just to be able to listen to uh, the stories and be able to see see everything on, uh, you know at the video board and just the, the whole, uh, I guess, uh, being able to use the video is going to be a big plus for us. Yeah. Yes, I know a lot, of, a lot of people that they make that trek probably 
need to think for a minute, which, where am I going? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's, that's a great point, too. Centrally located now instead yeah. of that long trek, trek out to the north side of Evansville. So right there at the University of Evansville campus. So hopefully it's shortening a lot of people's drives as well. So tell me a little bit, like, Hot Stove League, and, you know, we started to talk here internally about, like, the meaning of it and everything. Like, I even love the experience around the name because it really does go to storytelling, right? Like, that's the the basis of, of where it started, right? A bunch of, you know, local coaches getting their, together in the winter around a hot stove to have some conversation about where the programs are going, what the hit, you know, who they who they're coaching, who they're looking forward to, all that experience. Like it's all transitioned into something that's much more obviously in a in a in a big atmosphere, but it really does that conversation is is the experience that we're all there to, to take part in you have you know a, a great individual that comes in and, and moderates the night and tell us a little bit about the conversation that happens there yeah yeah so we have a we have been fortunate enough the last several years to have Wayne Hagen uh, former Cardinals announcer radio announcer to be our MC for the evening he is back again this year uh, really influences the, the the question and answer part of our our evening he always comes well prepared with great questions. He he does his research well in advance, and I'm sure again this year we'll have some great questions coming from him. Yeah. So those who haven't attended, like run us through like the timeline of what happens on the 15th. Sure. It all starts with our autograph session. Autograph session begins at 3:30, and that will usually run to about 5 5:30. Our main program, and let me be specific uh, as far as location within Carson Center. The, the autograph session will occur in one part of the building. Our main program is actually going to be where Meeks Family Fieldhouse will come into play. The doors to our main program will begin to open at 5 p.m. From there on, you can go ahead and grab a seat, grab uh, some food, grab a beverage, and uh, relax and, and wait for our main program to start around 6.15. And uh, that from there, we introduce all of our main guests uh, we are going to be bringing back our minor leaguers this year. That's been something we've done in the past and kind of gone away from, but we, we definitely want to acknowledge the minor leaguers as well this year. And then we'll um, award our Legends Award. That's a big deal this year. Um, we're honored to have UE coach Jim Brownlee as our Legends Award winner, and we are lucky enough to have Andy Bennis in attendance who will be presenting that award to Coach Brownlee that evening. And then we, we move straight into our Q&A, and that typically runs about an hour to an hour and a half. We kind of let our players, our honored guests, kind of allow them to control how long that goes. We set it for an hour. On most occasions, it runs well over that, just because the stories that we get to hear, the experience of listening to all of these stories from all of these Hall of Fame baseball players and Hall of Fame football players. It's, it's really a treat for everybody in attendance. From there, we move into our live auction. And uh, it's quite a scene to see that as well. A lot of, a lot of people raising hands and, and donating back to the community and walking away with an amazing auction item as well. Yeah, and you talk about grabbing a seat. What, a, what opportunities are there for sponsorship? Definitely. I want to come to the night and I want to say I want to get close as I can to the chat session. Close as you can to the chat session. Yeah, that, that Q&A chat st session stage is right there in the middle of what we call our Grand Slam tables. That Grand Slam table offers our uh, sponsors 
up to uh, up to eight seats, and that is a thousand two hundred and fifty dollars sponsorship level. If you still want a table but yet not uh, as close to the stage, uh, we have our home run table opportunity. Again, eight seats for five hundred dollars, or if you're there just for general admission, general admission ticket is twenty five dollars per person. Yeah. So, Coach, you've attended this many, many times and, and help out. Like, what's one of your favorite uh, experiences at, at Night of Memories? I think the, the most amazing thing, not being from Evansville, is just the amount of uh, just professional and talent that's came out of this region. I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable to, I mean, the Bob Greasy, Don Mattingly, and it just keeps going. I mean, every year seems like that the you know the our region produces unbelievable athletes and i think to me when you when we look back and you know, we've had bob gibson and ozzy smith but they're with people from our area yeah. you know with don mattingly or you know like with jared ikoff coming in this year and you know the the dunham the dunham isaiah dunham coming in and and it's 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 just really amazing to see how much local talent that we have yeah yeah because i mentioned the minor league i think ryan said the minor league players that's where it got to be. The list got so long that just to introduce them was just taking longer and longer and longer yeah. every year. And that's part of the reason why it kind of fell, fade away. But good to hear it's coming back, yeah. at least the recognition of it. Yeah, it was almost like at one point you could have just a PowerPoint slide of all these names up there and let's take a moment yeah. to you know yeah. celebrate <laughs> all those you know athletes that are out there representing our region and then you know move on because like you said it would take you know some time to get all of them to, yeah. to walk out they get the ovation and you know because even though yeah. they're not yeah it might be somebody that's from st louis that coaches recruited there's if they play at usi you either from our area now yeah and we follow them you know wherever they go kyle freeland's a great example of that you know an individual who grew up in colorado came and played for west carroll ue and now he's ace pitcher for the colorado rockies so we definitely follow his progress as well so you said it is how much does the evansville area like growing up in this area how much do you think that impacts you know the mindset of the player and the experience that that they get to see because there's so much you know there's there's great talent that's coming up but that has to be mentored right and there has to be a lot of a lot of individual individuals who love the game who coach the game who really lean into it volunteer hours all those things how much do you think that that evansville mindset has played in to help you know propel some of these guys oh it's it's huge for them I mean, like you talked about the youth i mean when you know, when growing up, I know my kids the same way. Hey, where are you going tonight, Dad? I'm going to go to the Night of Memories. And you start talking about, you know, the people that were there and the Ozzy Smiths and everything like that. And they all of a sudden want to know more. Yeah. And so now, now been here for 15 years and now seeing some of the guys that I've coached at the event and, and there and how much they enjoy it, uh, it's, it, is, it is a true uh, reward for us to be able to see our community enjoy the Night of Memories as they do from a young age that they've been able to play at those fields that we've been able to help. Mm -hmm. And then also as they grow up in, in, into the adults with their families, be able to help out there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we go back to the history. We talk about the conversation around the hot stuff. This is, this is storytelling at its finest, right, of, of experiences and everything. But I always like to ask the question, how has the digital age really shaped how you've transformed your message, you know, 
for to be current? That's something that, quite honestly, we have taken a little bit of a backseat on, I think, here within the last uh, several years, trying to pick that up more and more because, you know, social media is today's day and age. That's how we, that's how we market to our uh, end user, uh, the, the clientele of Evansville, the consumer in Evansville. And uh, I think it's just continuing to grow. Uh, and we, you know, are looking forward to building that, our brand really, on Facebook, on Twitter, on uh, Instagram, whatever it might be. And and really promoting our event because I'll be honest as the president of the hot stove league and even before I was president the amount of people in the Evansville area who have not heard of the night of memories blows my mind and once you attend the event the first time you'll be back after that year after year absolutely hooked but I will say digital technology has helped out one thing right might help out one thing what was that our silent auction yeah there you go. Yeah. Good the first point. time we did it we tripled amount of money we made yeah yeah so years on handbit handbit yes handbit is our application that we utilize and uh yeah it's it's an opportunity for us to put all of our silent auction items out over the web and and really market to anyone within the united states and allow them to bid on all of our uh silent auction items yeah so if you can't make it out on the 15th then you know make sure you go to handbid look up you know hot stove night of memories and and all like the, the same uh, items that I'll be going through, writing my name down on, or not anymore because I don't anymore. get to do that. I have to have my my hand bid app. That was the old experience of yeah. you know you you were walking through the line and you had the little pieces of paper there and you waited to the last second. You know, and, oh, I'm going to bid it up. I'm going to bid it up. And oh wait, I'm going to stop. And then everybody was just standing right there until you heard the. You know the clap and it was over and you, you knew what you were going home with that. or because you know so many people when you go there if you go long enough and you're just hanging out oh now i gotta run over that table five six times yeah and then all of a sudden i forget no crap it's over it's over well, oh i missed that missed it well and, and a lot of times it seems like we have a silent auction table close during like our yep. q a Q&A. session and of course it's harder to get up and walk over to the tables at that point. So yeah. it's nice to be able to have your phone right there in front of you listening to the Q&A session and maybe you're bidding on a couple of items at the same time. Yeah, very, uh, yeah. very impressed with how much more money we made during that time because we'd shut it down because of the noise. Exactly. And then people are bidding on it yeah. still. And we got quite a bit, drove up the prices, which we like, and it all goes back to the community. You got it. Yeah. And it's easier for the end user can sit there and enjoy the conversation, enjoy who you brought out to your table and, and really, you know, share that experience while well, every once in a while looking over going plus, 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 <laughs> plus, 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 you know, slot machine, you know, just keep throwing in the quarters. Or just throw in your high bid yeah, and let on it, the watch, watch it ride, you know, ride, yeah. watch it ride. It's a good philosophy. I'll just have to go that, that way this year. That's what, yeah. I'd, I have uh, a little collection, uh, all thanks to Night of Memories, that's uh, now proudly displayed of Cardinals uh, memorabilia at, at our home. It's greatly appreciated. Yes, absolutely. So um, tell us, as you look at, at history, like maybe, Ryan, I know you were, I, you were an advocate, or what do you call the person that goes and picks up an Ozzie Smith and brings them to Evansville? and and, and and shows them what we're all about. I call it lucky. 
<laughs> in the right place at the right time. Yes, I, I've had an opportunity to uh, travel down to Dallas uh, on a uh, private jet to pick up Ozzy Smith. Um, had an opportunity to go over in a limo to pick up Ozzy Smith from St. Louis and, and picking up Meadowlark Lemon from the airport. It's, it's an amazing opportunity. I, I think the story I will tell more than any is when we, the year that we had Meadowlark Lemon, he walked up to me, shook my hand, and his first question to me was, do you believe in God? And, of course, I said, yes, I believe in God. And he said, good answer. If you wouldn't have said no, there's no way I'm getting in your car. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's that one-on-one opportunity with each one of these guys that I will definitely treasure. Uh, don't think I'll have the opportunity to do that much anymore, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely something to, to remember. But it is an experience, having been part of it for many years. All the guests that come, a lot of them, if they don't know Manly, they don't know Bob Greasy, they don't get the heads up. They think, oh, it's an autograph session like I'm used to where I'm just going to get hammered more and more and more. And then they show up and realize, oh, this is really a volunteer event. It's really laid back. They really, we have this chat session that's a wonderful time. It's not just about me signing a thousand baseballs or whatever it is. It's really about interaction with the community and the people that come. Uh, and they know that we're giving everything back to the community. It's not just a moneymaker. And I think that helps relax them when they walk in. I would agree. I would agree. And it's, it's, it's nice to always watch some of these people that we have in. You know, another example of that was Lou Brock. Uh, yeah. Lou had his wife in at the same time. And I bet he probably took well over 100 pictures <laughs> with children and even, you know, the, the big fans, the 30, 40, 50-year-old fan that just had to have their picture taken with Lou Brock. And it, it was uh, it made for a longer night for us for the autograph <laughs> session, but definitely one that uh, we'll, we will all remember as well. Lots of smiles that evening. So you talked about the philanthropy that goes into it. You know, it's not only about the mentorships and the conversation, but, you know, all these programs need financial support uh, within the community. You know, I know youth baseball is going through, you know, it's going through a change right now. We've kind of went through, it was, we had the Big East programs and the golf more and all that. We've transitioned to, you know, more of a travel ball, but those those leagues are still here and supporting individuals who have a lot of a lot of talent, youth that, that can only really get exposed to the game there, or if it's basketball, uh, a basketball league, softball, soccer, whatever that is. Tell us a bit, little bit about the impact from not only a youth perspective at the youngest age, but all the way up. I know you contribute to UE and USI and their programs and everything. How does how does every dollar raised go back into the community? Yeah, that's that's a great question. I, I think first and foremost, all of us. I'm sure we all played sports. We all started at a recreational league, and. I think that's probably the thing I value more than anything is being able to give back to the recreational leagues and and seeing the young kids being able to grow from what we're able to provide. You know, it's it's the donation to a ball club that you know maybe has a kid that wouldn't even be able to afford his own bat or his own helmet or his own cleats. You know, that that's where I get more enjoyment out of anything as being a, a member of this group. 
Tracy, I mean, you add to that more than any of that. Well, of the and I think the other thing, too, is what we talked about earlier, is being able to give these organizations ways to have kids sign up besides the old-fashioned way of, you know, the mailing and everything else, of being able to have the apps and the, and being able to have to, to, to get this involved with them and, and to be able to show them where they can go to do that also. Not just the, not just the financial uh, things that we can do for them, but also just being around a group that has that uh, knowledge to be able to broaden their league out. I mean, that's, a, that's another thing I think that the hot stove does that we don't even realize of the impact that we do have with, with the organizations and the people, not just baseball but softball and just all youth programs in general. Yeah. And the teams have a little bit of sweat equity too. Because they can sell oh, yeah. tickets to make money. Yeah. They also players the dr- volunteer the night. Yeah. Uh, Both the uh, U of no. uh, softball, U uh, of baseball, U S I baseball, U S I softball uh, are definitely uh, volunteering in there. The tickets that were like all the raffle tickets, uh, anything that the that they sell, we give them right all the money they sell, we give it right back to them. So, and and that's just another way for them to be involved. Yeah. I love it because it's you know, typically you know in sports we we have our. You know, we have our, our team, and we all want to win. And, and But that night, no matter if you're wearing a, a Scriegel uniform or an Ace uniform, Aces uniform, what you know, uh, a golf more, whatever it is, we all come together to really celebrate the, the, the sports. Well, even, and, and even a step further, Cardinals and Cubs fans all uniting <laughs> under one roof, you know? Yeah. 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 That's right. Michigan yeah. and Notre Dame fans. Michigan and Notre Dame fans together. Sit together. Drink. Purdue, IU. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it goes uh, deep. I mean, and, you know, the, the thing that I find uh, more and more is, you know, with the Braves. The Braves has a have a very large – you have one of your featured uh, guests this year. Yeah, yeah, let's let's talk about those featured guests. Yeah, you, you alluded to that. Uh, Atlanta Braves star outfielder, uh, Andrew Jones, 10-time gold glover, five-time silver slugger. He's on the All Star, or uh, I'm sorry, Hall of Fame ballot for his fourth time this year. Really excited to have him. Yeah. Also have uh, Hall of Fame New York Yankee relief pitcher Goose Gossage, 1978 World Series champion, big name for the Yankees. He's in their uh, monument circle as well. So uh, really excited to have him. And then always blessed to have Aaron Barrett and Jared Eikhoff joining us, two Evansville natives, and. Uh, they will be there again this year. We are also lucky. I, I think I mentioned this earlier. Andy Bennis will be there, mainly for the induction of um, Coach Brownlee as our Legends Award winner, but he will also be there signing autographs, partaking in our night. And then we've also talked about some of our local minor leaguers. We have two that will actually be signing autographs, uh, and that's Colson Montgomery out of Southridge High School, number 22 overall round pick, or 22 overall pick for the Chicago White Sox. And then Elijah Dunham, who, you know, I don't think many people realize he was an undrafted free agent who signed with the Yankees. During and COVID. During COVID. Yeah, yeah in 2020. Even, you know, it, was, it was, I tell you what, what he's done and how how he's uh, positioned himself so far is just a great story. Oh, yeah. It's a and great story. Arizona Fall League player of, breakout player breakout of the year. Yeah. So yeah. looking for big things from him as well. So those two will be signing autographs as well. And then we do have – several of our minor leaguers that will be recognized that night as well. Yeah. And you never know, still time, maybe have a couple of others. We'll see. <laughs> Ryan, hey, Ryan's always working, I'll tell you that. Uh, the text messages are flowing out there, and he says, what about this? What's going on here? <laughs> what do you guys think of this? So it's, And I tell you what, for 
what it's been now, three or four months. Has it been three or four months since you've been president uh, it hasn't right even now? Been that. And not even that. So it's hey, he's been working hard and uh uh, I can't say enough about Larry and Paul too. I mean, yeah. Larry, you talk about experience. That's yeah, a whole other, uh, yeah. you know, Larry Borman and uh, and Paulie Grease, man. What they've done for this organization uh, and the way they've helped. I know Ryan and myself over the last couple of months has been real. It's been it's been great. Yeah, we've we've definitely got big shoes to fill with those two uh, taking a step down. They're still a part of our group. They're not going anywhere, but. Uh, I think it was time, uh, they felt it was time for, for them to step down and, and let some of the newer guys take over. There's such a big shoes to fill. There's actually myself, Tracy, and two other vice presidents that are taking over. So I want to go ahead and mention Corey Edwards as another vice president and Eric Millay as well. Yeah, so along with the night, I mean, it's not just the talk and it's not just about the, uh, you know, the the friendships that are formed and the the great time that we have there around the storytelling of 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 these icons uh there's some amazing chicken wings <laughs> <laughs> uh, chicken wings and uh let's see there's Popcorn. a pork chop sandwich yeah. right pork yeah. chop tell sandwich. us about that yeah, yeah. i mean you you all that's of, still going to be there right oh definitely even yeah. though it's a new house yes definitely going to be gonna there stay the, same? It, the food will stay the same no worries all yeah right. we are lucky that uh, we have great relationships with the beelers iga people that are willing to help us out and donate a lot of that food uh, same with uh, Anheuser-Busch, and uh, this year it's going to be Pepsi instead of Coca-Cola. Um, that's due to the contract rights for uh, for UE, but we've we've developed a great relationship with them as well. So the beer will be cold too. Is what beer you're will beer will be cold. <laughs> the, the soft drinks cold too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the food will definitely be the same. Um, we are uh, blessed with uh, and and the name eludes me now which booster club it is that is on the west side that helps prepare that food every year oh it would be the same St. Wendell St. Wendell the St. Wendell booster club is out there cooking that food every year they make some of the best smoked chicken wings like that is like you get that once once a year I always you know immediately go in there and grab some drinks and Couple bucket, you know, a couple, couple boats, boats of wings for the the table, and 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 we're off to a great night for sure. Yeah. So, uh, Mike, you have a question that's like that we always talk about that emotional one. Like, there's got to be something that we can talk about in, in that one with sports. Like, oh yeah, sports. sports. The space architecture, building space, designing yeah. space. What space have you guys ever visited that made you emotional? But we could switch it to say. What baseball stadium or did you ever go to? That's <laughs> you your know. favorite, right? Probably uh, where <laughs> I I'll, I'll say this. I mean, uh, when we uh, at USI, when we would walk down in Cary and we were walking down to the national championship game, that was probably the and again the second time I appreciate. The first time I had no idea. You just it was more you know you didn't I, you didn't sit back. That was the time where you where I walk in and I looked at my assistant and I was like. Coach Keister, do you realize that there's way better coaches than us that have never been able to do this, and we're doing it twice? And you kind of walk in, and that that feeling of of uh, that your work is maybe you know going to pay off and do that is it, it was it was pretty special. But not only that, but just to see your guys experience it that's that was probably the the the, the best thing. Wow, that's hard to follow up. I don't have a story like that, but hey. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've been lucky enough to, to enter several of those stadiums. You know, we've talked about baseball, but, you know, the hollowed grounds of Notre Dame football mm-hmm. stadium, to yeah. me, I mean, just 
walking in and seeing that the first time, the green grass, when it was still actually real grass, uh, and actually taking my son to his first Notre Dame football game. I actually have a video of him walking out from underneath the stands to walk and see that first light of of the green grass, Mm -hmm. and it's a video I just cherish and and I've kept. Yep, Wrigley Field. I still, man, one of my fondest memories because Harry Carey was still alive. Driving a golf cart up, you know, and everybody's waving to him. And yeah, it was bottom of the night. Swan Dunstan on second, and they won. Scored a winning run, and that was my first baseball game. I don't even know how old I was yeah. a while ago, but still, still get those memories when I go there. It's chills. For me, yeah. The chills. It's just. I just, uh, every time I walk into Bush Stadium and I hear, welcome to baseball heaven and that, you know, that mindset and then being out in bleachers or wherever you're at somewhere and then seeing the arch behind it and just knowing all the history, you know, not necessarily that uh, has been played in that ballpark, but in that city and then being able to be, you know, the ballpark village, village across the street to be able to take that all in and really walk through really major league baseball and, and go through that and and actually you know in ballpark village in the cardinals museum pull out drawers that have baseballs that all have been touched and, and used and and all of that uh for the kids pretty pretty special to me i did get to see uh in a different way <laughs> bush stadium repurposed as a uh rock concert which was u2 360 experience well, there you go that was that was pretty unique uh, to see them have what looked like a spaceship that landed in the middle of Bush Stadium and uh, Bono and his whole, you know, digital experience take place on all the display boards and everything in there. And, you know, with the, the skyline in the back, that was pretty special. So anytime I get to go to Bush Stadium, I, I absolutely love it. The smells, the sounds, everything. It's just... Uh, any baseball like I say this all the time going into a youth game at night like I don't care if it's 8 or 10 at at night there's nothing better (laughs) than going to East Little League lights are on you know seeing that there's there's a lot of fun there is smelling the burgers cooking oh the burgers I mean it's it's a different but I tell you what you don't until your kids are done you just don't appreciate that as much as hey until later, hundred percent. I, I would, I would go right there along with East Little League and be able to, like you know, the bleachers that are right there by the grill. The lights are on. It's like the ballpark is wrapped with trees, shades there. The breeze goes through, and yeah, I, I have a picture of Bailey and he's leaning on the bleacher, and I've got my arm around him, and and it was his twelve years, you know, twelve year season there. And I had my arm over it and knowing that it's coming to an end and I've been a fall ball commissioner there and a coach for, for many, many years. And I still look at that picture and go, yeah, like those were the days, you know, as much as we get to travel around now and they get to play in college, you know, ballparks and do those things. It's like that ballpark really does have something, you know, that, that gives back in, 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 a, in thousands of ways, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, spring training. I love going to spring training. The yeah. small fields, yeah, and the the interaction. You don't get to see it. It's just laid back, and you get to see a couple of innings, and then they're out in the field stretching, throwing, doing whatever, but you're so close because most of the stadiums that are the size of Bossy Field are oh, yeah. not big at mm-hmm. all. Or if you go to, like, 
uh, where Atlanta plays, Disney, the Disney complex. I mean, you're right. You can put a blanket down the outfield and you're right there next to the players while they're in the outfield doing whatever. So I like that experience too. Plus you can go from here, here, here. Yeah. You can get five games done in a week. Oh, easily. <laughs> and easy. Easily. That's nice. See. Yeah, and the communities, like uh, we were, it's Bradenton, Florida. We went to Pirate City. Bailey was in a uh, uh, winter tournament down there. And to be able to see that facility with the actual, you know, they had the kitchen with all the lodging and, like, everything where everybody goes there. And then they obviously have their ballpark where they actually play their games outside of that. But Pirate City, that was just to be able to walk around that and see, like, this is where everybody's dream really starts, right? Like, if you show up and you're spending the night in that place, you know, you have your shot. Like, you, you've oh, yeah. done the work and that experience of, oh, my goodness, I can't imagine. As he walked through those doors. I was like, imagine all the players that walked through there and, and like, what they've worked so hard for for so long is, is getting ready to take place over the next week and, and be able to see that. So... Uh, that was a, uh, another cool place to be able to, to once again experience. So as we we talk about, I know we've talked about the auction, but give me some of the cool stuff that's like that's come through the night of the night. I think auction. by far every year our biggest item is tickets to the Super Bowl. We'll have those once again this year. Tickets to the 2023 Super Bowl. I should have done my homework. I'm not certain where that is this <laughs> in 2023, but. That's always well, a, say it's in Vegas. How about I that? think you're right. I <laughs> think <laughs> you're right. Was, yeah. Usually the warmer it is, is a little bit of an increase. Yeah, I think it's, it's Vegas. What's new what and make, where's it warm? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But on top of that, autographed basketballs from Jerry Sloan, from Magic Johnson, uh, bats from uh, Chipper Jones. We've got a game-used Andrew Jones bat that he'll be autographing the night of. Uh, Pete Rose autographed bats. Uh, I think the my favorite bat that we have thus far is we were uh, blessed to have a uh, donation from Aaron Barrett. He had a Louisville Slugger bat autographed by the entire team. So you're talking Juan Soto. Mm. You're talking Steven Strasburg. You're talking Max Scherzer. All the big national names at the beginning of this year that really are from the World Series championship team the year before. Unfortunately, that team got dismantled a little bit uh, this past season. But still, big names appear on that bat. Uh, autographed jerseys from, I think, Magic Johnson, uh, Jason Giambi. Oh, man, there's just too many to, to, to think of. Over 150 auction items already between our live and silent auction. It's, it's going to be a great night. Yeah. And the silent auction, just so everyone's aware, that's the only thing on hand bid. Only thing on hand bid. you want to bid on the live stuff, you got to be there. got to show up. Yeah. Yeah, so... We've all attended. What's your, your favorite uh, piece that you walked away with? It's always the pieces that I didn't walk away with, <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> for me. There is one person that may or may not hear this podcast that knows that there is a Derek Jeter autograph cleat that I still want, but it did not come home with me. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, me, it, it, it's anything local. So I'll get Bob, crazy mainly, but... Uh, even the players that played local, like I'll bet on Freeman. You know, anybody that played local or is from here locally, I'll bet on those items. But yeah, uh, anything you know, Notre Dame or Chicago Cubs. I'll 
wonderful. Mine was the Ozzie Smith. When Ozzie Smith was in town and uh, to get a signed ball from Ozzie Smith, I thought that was just unbelievable. I mean, yeah. and again, never thinking I'd be able to, you know, meet him, be there, see, hear him talk, and shoot the the nine of memories is where that happens at. So that that was for me. Yeah, I've mine is the set of bobblehead dolls or you know of the the local guys all in their high school uniform mm -hmm. signed it was like in yeah. a display case yeah so there's mattingly and rowan and and everybody in there and, and there's like six of them and they're all signed and, and still out of all the pieces whether it be cardinals or michigan or whatever it is on my wall i still look at that one and, and it is pretty special to see where they they all started here mm -hmm. and and that was actually one of the first items that I ever brought home. So that kind of started there as well. So definitely lots of unique pieces at the Nine of Memories. Not, I wouldn't say one-off pieces, but definitely unique stuff you don't see every year. Yeah, yeah. We have we have people that work very hard behind the scenes too to get those autographs. You know, every guest that come in, you know, you might see them get multiple autographs, but that's all because. That's the next five. It's going to be the next five years that we're going to have that one of those items in our auction. You know, whether it's a silent auction item or a live auction item. So, or, or it'll be placed with another, and we trade, do some trading, too, as well with other organizations to get other pieces. So, it, we try to be unique as possible. But yeah, I would agree. But yeah, you, you definitely have to take advantage of of these Hall of Famers when they come in because I shouldn't say take advantage. You know, <laughs> you have to get the opportunity to get these autographs because we only have a short time with these people and and to get uh, the opportunity to be up close and personal and and have those conversations and and have them auto autograph an item for you is just it's just it's a special thing to walk away as tracy alluded to with with ozzy smith yeah. all and those usually guys. some unique stories come out of the chat oh, yeah. oh the story there's <laughs> nothing there's nothing better than the unique stories <laughs> That's for sure. That's by far my favorite part of yes. the night, more than anything. Yeah, more to be able to other. really sit there and just acknowledge, you know, what's in the room, the conversation that's happening there, the way they're talking about, like, their life up there is it just kind of, you know, it was a, a flash. And remember when we had this conversation and, like, there's always a story that comes out of that. That uh, They're talking yeah. about a World Series game like me and you talk about our Little League game. Yeah, that's what's yeah. the best part. Mm -hmm. Like it it's a little like when you brushed me off, you looked at me this way or whatever it w would be, and it was it was it's fun. It's fun to listen to. I, I can't remember who Gibson was talking to, but he was talking to I, I can't remember who it was, but they just went on back and forth about how they pushed each other, and whatever. Oh, it, it, it I was, do remember that. <laughs> it was I was coming to you, and I was I was going to come out, and <laughs> just the the pure fun that they were having you can tell that they were still competitors like to that moment that you know what if that would have went any different or whatever it was you know as much as they were they cherished that experience they, they were still competitors but it was such uh, a child like they had that childhood joy in them that this is a game and we are having fun in it and and that's something that I think that you know, as, as coaches and everything, we always have to remind the youth that even when you're on the biggest stage, that's what a, a lot from what, what I've seen and what I hear from them talk about is it's a game and we have fun with it. 
and it's much pressure today sometimes it's on some of our youth they always remind them that this is a game love it have joy in it respect it and uh, that you can always see that in their faces of it is it's just it's just this is who we are and we were blessed enough to be able to be in that position playing a game that we loved with a bunch of guys that were all just like us um, the one story that'll come up this year since Don and Andy are back is oh, Don's is always Don's not coming. Don is not coming. Oh, no. Man. Well, but anyways, I, tell I us about that story. Up, but to talk about how much talent came out of Evansville yeah. to have that uh, Don Manley's last home run, Andy Bennis. Andy Bennis was on yeah. on the mound. Yeah, that was. Uh, I think they rehashed that story yeah. maybe 10, 15 years ago, and just to listen to both sides, you know, Mattingly's approach to his at bat. And what Andy wanted to accomplish from the mound. It was just, it's an amazing story to, to listen to both of them. Yeah. So uh, we are 45 minutes into this podcast already. Try to wrap it up at about uh, an hour, uh, a short hour, as it just flies by when you're sitting in this seat. Um, so much, uh, so many great conversations. As we start to wrap up here, we've talked about the word experience a lot. Like, what does that word mean to you, Brian? Like, what does define the word experience for our listeners, for you? Yeah, sure. Well, when I think about it as it relates to the Hot Stove League, I think experience is just being in the moment and having the opportunity to, you know, listen to the people around you and uh, enjoy your time around everyone. Um, I think of, of the Night of Memories as an experience for any sports fan, and, you know, talking about the good old days and the people that are sitting there right in front of you as you listen to them whenever you watch them play on TV. That word experience, to me, is defined by my love of sports. Coach? Well, I, I think of experience when we talk about the, uh, the hot stove. I think of Larry Borman. That's experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, but uh, beyond that, I think it, what experience is to me is I always talk about this with our guys is, how you can uh, how can we re- relate so many different situations to in order to master that experience in order to enjoy that experience and like I told you earlier the first national championship I didn't enjoy it and, and I didn't learn from that I, I, but I learned from that experience to be able to enjoy the young men and, and, and our experience of in there so experience to me is about being able to have multiple different situations in order to help you enjoy that yeah yeah, to be able to come in and, and be present in that moment and not think there's going to be another one. Like, I, I, I have, to, you know, it's that, you know, COVID kind of reminded us of, you know, that isn't always going to be there, that, that opportunity. Um, and it, and this year, will it'll be so much, you know, more meaningful to be able to be there with my father-in-law. Uh, one day, you know, my son and I will go to it together and, and, and experience that with all the people who helped bring him up and, you know, and, and all the youth sports and all of his coaches are there and all that. And, you know, he'll be a next generation that will be able to go through that. But it is definitely, I mean, this, the site, you know, like I said, the, the food, the taste, the, the conversation and, and all the, the experience and knowledge that's transferred and all the good that goes in the community is, is definitely an experience. I think everybody has to be able to experience at least once. And if you go once, know you're going back. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, when you look at 
products. Coach, you you have a lot of products that are out on the field. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of brands that show up. Um, you know, trying to say, hey, we we represent you know your mindset, and and we represent would love to represent your brand. Give me a product or a brand or a person that's that's doing it right, like wow. the holistic experience. Well, uh, I'll I'll say this. I'm a, I'll use again the leadership that we've had through the the, the, the hot stove when in in Larry Borman and uh, and Paulie Grease. They're the, they were the brand. They they set they set that line. And then before them, you know. Uh, also, I mean, I think when we were asked to. Uh, to you know to go in and you know Ryan to be president and us to help out I tell you like he said we won't be able to fill those shoes because those shoes are quite they're full and that brand is really high and we hope that we can be able to do as much as Larry and Polly were able to do for the for the hot stove and that group and and for our community yeah and that's even a, a, taking it a, a step further even past Larry and Paul uh, the originators of the group Joe Unfried and uh, Bill McKeon, I'm, I'm sorry, Bill McCune, <laughs> as he would say, uh, just with when those two guys got together and started the uh, the Friends of Bossy Field, you know, their goal was to to help out the teams, the local teams, uh, and it's grown into what it is today. So we, we said it before: there's there's big shoes to fill, but we have, I'd say, 150 active members that are more than ready and willing to to step up and continue the brand that that we've built over the last 20 25 years yeah so uh how does the listeners connect with uh our guest today and hot stove league sure well first of all i'd say uh, visit our website first and foremost uh hotstoveleague.org or we also do have facebook pages we are the tri-state hot stove league on facebook and i believe on twitter as well yeah Coach, how do individuals listening to the podcast connect with you? Uh, just go to hey, they can go on the usi.edu uh, and get on there with uh, on the athletic site uh, and be able to do that. Also, I mean, yeah. shoot uh, any uh, local youth field, I'll be at uh, all summer, so you can come out there. <laughs> I can <laughs> <do> that, <laughs> yes. very much so. Mike has his, he's already. Uh-oh, what do you got here? Got well, we own deal, Sean. I we passed got, it on. You found it. I passed it. I just handed it out. You found it. Yeah, it's uh, called Pod Decks, and there is a series, like, it's a deck of cards, and so that is interview questions. So that's just, there's one question on each card that has some deep probing question that, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Or maybe it might be <laughs> maybe like, like, who's your favorite, yeah. you know, what was your favorite? Who's your favorite baseball girl? player? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on, who's your favorite <laughs> baseball player? They actually created uh, an, a series where you have a series on, on this. So Mike and I would meet and have a conversation on yeah. a topic for an hour. Who wants to trust him? Oh, yeah, I trust am him. I, am I asking Coach Archuleta this? No, no this is for you. you. This is get to read it out loud and you both get to how would you like to die? Oh, <laughs> didn't we? Have wow, that? you have to go with another one. I want to hear that. I don't think I want to answer that. <laughs> Playing baseball no. <laughs> quietly. Yeah. Softball now, right? Yeah, uh, this isn't this isn't a good idea either. What's the worst job you've ever had? Ooh. Mm. 
I can oh, go there. Man, I, I think I can go, go there. there. I think your wife might know. Uh, <laughs> I, I won't. I won't list the the uh, the location or the actual name of the business. I believe they're still in operation. But Sean's wife and I actually used to work together for a um, pharmaceutical planning company, and we'll just say um, weren't treated very kindly. Yeah, rough it wasn't work, a cultural very, experience. Very rough there. work environment. Worst job I've had. I don't have to go back to my uh, high school days. Probably it was probably uh, it's probably work being a cook at Kentucky Fried Chicken. That was, Ooh, probably, that, yeah. was, that, was that was probably the roughest one. But I've I've been fortunate to be a baseball coach my whole my whole life, so I'm I'm Man. lucky right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if it was my worst job, but it was probably the hardest job. Is you know uh, my. Eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade basketball coach. He ran a detasseling corn trial. Oh, yeah. That's not that. fun. Yeah, I've heard about that. So, in order to keep our, our, you know players out of trouble and everything over the summer, like you would get picked up in front of your house at like mm-hmm. five o'clock in the morning and drive to Vincennes with the windows down in the stinky old, you know, <laughs> purpose school bus. And you would get out in the field at about six and you jump on this basically bent like uh, little baskets that went down the rows and you and your partner were in that basket in a hundred degree you know 100 percent humidity in the middle of july june july and august from basically 6 a.m until the sun went down at five and then you rode back in that stinky bus (laughs) and you went home and you had a meal and you went right you went right back at it and i would say that it was just from a, a mindset at that age group, it was actually like it, it 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 stood the test of time. It's like when you talk about hard work and what that meant to show up every morning and be standing out there with your little lunch box, <laughs> waiting for a bus to pick you up to go out there. I mean, you got paid. I mean, it was like four or five hundred dollars a week. You know, as you know, a 14, 13, 14, 15 year old is really good money. Uh, but it taught you the, the good life lessons of showing up every day, and as you worked through it, it was it was more the positional power. The older people always got to be the driver and then the supervisor and and some of that stuff. But uh, yeah, that was probably the the hardest job uh, at that time that I had to to go through. Yeah, mine was an internship in, when I was in school to be architecture. I worked at a engineering firm they no longer exist can't imagine why but it was a box with no windows except the front door literally like working in a cave you didn't see daylight unless you walked out of the building <laughs> so i always remember i think i made it a month yeah couldn't stand it i mean everything be rough it was it was, it was not fun so anybody tells you oh i don't care no you need to see you need a window See the daylight. I mean, I would just go at lunch and just walk for an hour outside. Cause Vitamin D. Yeah. Soak it all I up. mean, it was just, it was miserable. But yeah. Last question. What's uh, one thing that you're looking forward to experiencing in the next year? Ooh. Wow. Um, as a Cardinal fan, I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing Yachty and Wayno on the uh, mound in, uh, in the catcher's spot uh, this year. Hopefully we get a CBA and that happens. Yeah. Coach? Um, 
I, you know, I think I, I can't wait to, for the Dodgers to beat the Cardinals. That's what I can't wait for. <laughs> <laughs> Just as long as Wayno's not on the mound. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I was going to ask uh, Coach over here, um, going to D1. Yeah, oh, yeah, so yeah, 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 you know, listen to people about, uh, you know, the different research that they found out and different things mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, looking forward to hearing uh, what uh, what they decide to do. Do you think that UE-USI game at Brown Field takes on a different meaning? Oh, yeah. I think it'd be a bossy field, though. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, just take that. Take that. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that would definitely take on a different, uh, different yeah. meaning uh, in all sports. Uh, not just baseball, but in all sports. Uh, but be a bossy field and... Uh, you know, Coach Carroll and Coach Arts will get after it a little oh, bit. Yeah. Let's see how it goes. Got to take that home field advantage away from Coach West. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you hear how he put that right yeah. there on that neutral yeah. side? Neutral yeah. side. Neutral yeah. side, a little bit bigger place. Let's go, let's go. Yeah, absolutely. I do want to, you know, congratulate you on, a, on, a, on an experience. Like, we've been out in fall ball for the last two years to your, uh, mm-hmm. your, your high school fall league, and, you know, if you haven't been out to USI's facilities, it is like a little slice of heaven on that hill back there. You've done a really good job of crafting that baseball experience back there, and, and it is. You know, the ballpark, the, the way it's set there, the, the backdrop, everything that you have going on there, I can tell that you've put a lot of personal time and passion into that that facility. Yes, uh, a lot of us. It's just not uh, myself, but, uh, I mean, Don Fleming uh, has been uh, – on our grounds crew since I've been there and uh, the community it all goes back to all the hey all the little different things that we have that we've been able to do is because of you know people like the nine of memories and the hot stove league that are able to give us a little something to add a little bit of extra but uh, I appreciate that and uh, if you haven't been out there hey we have the best field in town we feel so we, we enjoy being out there it is beautiful indeed so as we wrap on wrap on this 530 at Maine uh, podcast experience. Uh, once again, you can check us out at extendgroup.com. You can te- check us out at vpsarc.com. We're on all the streaming channels once again. Uh, all of this, uh, I mean, all of our recent podcasts come from recommendations now. Like we finally got to the point where people were calling, hey, I want to be on the podcast or I know someone that needs to be on the podcast and the list is finally you know, developing and, and we're getting some really good feedback and you know if you listen to it like share it download it whatever you have to do to spread the word uh, many great uh, conversations so far we're well over 30 now and really you know look forward to having both of you back because we have you know another conversation around you know USI baseball and that experience and maybe that D1 conversation what that looks like you know we have the Kyle Parker Memorial I definitely want to have you and the team back for that because it's one of the best golf scrounge I know Hot Stove League has a golf scramble too, but that's a, yeah, a really I think nice. As a, as a new president, we need those nice T-shirts. Hot Stove <laughs> golf scramble. I would agree, and I think it'd be a great opportunity for someone to step up and those maybe design such, yeah. a new shirt. Always a great T-shirt when you 
when you play in that scramble. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so once again, at 530 on Main, 530 Main Street, Evansville, Indiana, brought to you by VPS Architecture Extend Group. Uh, we do thank our listeners for spending your time with us. We know that there's, you know, not a thousand, probably tens of hundreds of thousands of podcasts that you could be listening to. And uh, for you to take that moment to listen to these conversations means a lot. Thank you so much at 530 on Main. Until next time. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of At 530 on Main, hosted by Sean Collins and Mike Davis. Please leave us a review and share your thoughts on today's episode. Let us know how you've been inspired or what you would like to hear on future episodes. And if you've enjoyed the conversation, help us spread the word. Share us on your social channels. Message a friend. Rate the podcast. Without you, this experience would not be possible.